Love in 2021, Millennial versus Baby Boomer, January 1st, 2021. Welcome, listening audience. It is now officially January 1, 2021. New beginnings and leaving old thoughts, habits, and negative energy behind. So today, we will be bringing two very different podcasters together who just happen to be friends and neighbors. We are here to kick off our new season and year by posting this episode on both podcasts at the same time. That's right, both podcasts at the same time. So we have today Stories by Bria Podcast and Whispit by Angela Podcast. Different, yet in many ways alike. It is my hope that anyone and everyone who tunes in will be enriched, edified, spiritually touched, and moved to bypass the challenges of this life and rise from the ashes of this limited existence to a higher elevation of thinking and creativity. WISPIT abbreviated stands for Women and Wisdom in Socially Powerful and Interesting Times. So let's begin this journey together. After all, we sometimes learn and listen more through the examples of others. So we will begin our conversation with a series of questions and theories about love. Question number one, what is it that you expect out of a loving relationship? And this question will be answered by our interviewee, Ruth. So Ruth, let's begin. What is it that you expect out of a loving relationship? To have excellent communication skills in a loving relationship on both parts, female and male, or both parties. Okay. And Bria, what do you expect out of a loving relationship? I agree. I think clear communication is good. And I also think just kind of understanding where that person is planning to go personally and professionally and knowing that they understand that about you too, so that you can figure out how can I build this person up and what do I need to do so I can make sure I'm doing what I, you know, going along with my plans, doing what I want to do for myself, but still empowering them to do what they need to do. Excellent answers. And now I'll pose the question to myself. I expect the truth and nothing but the truth, <laughs> the soul truth. In other words, I need you to say what you mean and mean what you say. Your yes needs to be a yes and your no needs to be a no. There are no alternative theories. Pretty much what you say is exactly the way it needs to be. If it's something you don't agree with, if it's something you don't like, don't dress it up because it's what you think I want to hear or you think it's what I want to feel. Don't tell me something because you want to get to the, the end alternative of wherever you want the relationship to be. Because if you start off with untruths in the beginning, mm -hmm. it's going to end up in misery in the end. So let's go to our next question. And this one was posed by Ms. Ruth, which is an excellent question. What would be a turnoff? Non-communication uh, for me. Give me something deeper. Something deeper, a mm -hmm. turnoff. Mm -hmm. 
dishonesty. It's someone being dishonest. If you tell me something, as you said earlier, keep your word. Mm -hmm. If you say you're going to be a certain place at a certain time, be there. I don't like to be stood up. Um, let's see, that would definitely be a turnoff. I, I can give you an example of a date I had. This was years ago. And the guy was picking me up. I'll say at 8 o'clock p.m. He shows up maybe around 9 and he's ready to go. And, and I decided that I wasn't going out with him. And that was pretty much the end of that relationship. So uh, honesty is very important to me in any relationship. That is a deal breaker. I mean, he's out if he's not honest with me. And if you tell a lie, well, if you tell one lie, you're going to have to tell several lies because in order to cover up the lie that you told. So eventually you will get caught in your lie. So be honest. Always. Okay. Yeah. Same question, Bria. Mm -hmm. What's the turn off? I think two things. So okay. The first one is consistency. So similar to what mom or Ruth was saying, mm -hmm. um, was just, you know, doing what you're going to say okay. or saying what you're going to do um, and following up with that. And then also for me, something that gets me or that irks me a lot, I would say, mm -hmm. is I never want to feel embarrassed by the person that I'm with. So when I want to understand, and I would never want to embarrass someone that I'm with. So I want them to understand social situations. I want them to understand dinners. I want them to understand talking to me because if someone says something to you and you've been with this person for, I don't know, two or three years mm -hmm. and they say something where you're like, wait, that's really not how I feel. Or I would never say anything like that. And that's a huge issue. Mm -hmm. So that's something that as a single person, I'm trying to figure out is understanding where is the line between compromise and mm -hmm. understanding that you're not going to be able to date the perfect man, you know what I mean? But also knowing that I should never bring someone to an event or to a dinner or to meet, you know, my family. And they say something that, I don't know if you ever felt this way, but if somebody says something and you just feel like your hands are like curling into your palms and you're just like <laughs> wishing you could disappear. And it's just the worst feeling ever when a man embarrasses you in that way, because you feel like then you're embarrassing yourself by bringing him. Mm -hmm. And so I know that when I'm with the right person, I won't feel embarrassed by him. And I'll feel, he'll say something and in turn, I'll just relax mm -hmm. because he's really, you know, making his mark and being exactly what I want him to be. Okay. Can yes. you give us a small example of that? I don't know if I have a specific, say, yeah, I don't know. Guys may be thinking, well, you know. Go yeah. ahead. Okay. I don't know if I have a specific example, but just in general, I've just seen it in my friends and the guys that they date sometimes that they're probably not dating anymore where they'll say, they'll say something and everyone's just obviously uncomfortable mm -hmm. or I've been in situations where I brought guys around and they say something that I've never heard them say in private, but so now they're, they're saying it. In rude, in words, not necessarily rude, just saying something that's different than my personality or something that who I want to be with, because I think whoever you're with should amplify who you are. They shouldn't bring down who you are at that's all. That's an excellent so. point. If in any way he's not amplifying that, then I don't really want to bring him around. And anything other than that is honestly embarrassing. Okay. Um, and I know my friends would say the same about guys that they're dating. So, okay. okay. So now I guess it would be my turn. Mm -hmm. And you know, one of the things I want to interject in this podcast this evening that our audience may or may not be aware of, more than likely not, um, we are actually bringing these concepts from three different aspects a young millennial who's single a baby boomer who's married and a baby boomer who's divorced. And so we're not gonna reveal who's who, but I think in the conversation, you'll be able to pick it up. So now the question is posed to me, what's a turn off? 
there are two major things that I can think of right now that is a definite turnoff for me. And I would say more as a seasoned um, older person. That's just my term for, you know, when you get older, you know, if you, you know, 55 and older, okay, is um, an older baby boomer that you may be on a date with and their conversation is directed more into their phones and trying to portray an image of importance, which to me comes off as arrogance and immaturity. Again, I'll emphasize what my two friends have said is that excellent communication is key to any good relationship or really just any kind of conversation with anyone, whether you're in a relationship with them or just having a general conversation. But a, a gentleman who cannot carry on a basic conversation without constantly being on their phone is a turnoff. And I can give one example. I can remember a few years ago um, being on a date with someone and um, I did something pretty daring as opposed to uh, maybe females in general feel as though we have to just sit there and just cringe through the entire episode. Um, I didn't think he'd notice if I wasn't suddenly there. So he talked on his phone. I excused myself. I went to the restroom to powder up and I left. Mm -hmm. And maybe in 10 minutes, you know, he said, well, are you okay? Are you coming back? I said, I've left the premises. The date wow. was over. I mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so, you know, the thing is, you know, we can all interpret that in different ways, but I started looking at my life as, am I more concerned about disappointing this person mm -hmm. or am I more concerned about disappointing me? Mm -hmm. And I think it would be harder for me to live with the disappointment in myself mm -hmm. for, for just staying there because I think it said a lot, it says a lot about people when you, you stay in something that you know is just not working for you mm -hmm. or you try your best to work through relationships and people are so involved, or let's say that other half may be so involved in their extracurricular activities. I don't care if it's some sports activity or whatever. We all have to be willing to make some compromise in terms of with that relationship. And when that compromise mm -hmm. just doesn't happen, I think it's the beginning of the, of the ending of a relationship. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Mm -hmm. So is it anything else you ladies can think of that maybe you might want to say to our listening audience or maybe to someone that may be in a great relationship a borderline relationship or someone that may even be thinking about getting out of a relationship what would be your words for 2021 for someone i think it's interesting for me speaking as i'll reveal myself the single person okay and just understanding that I'm hoping that I'm in a place where when I am married to someone that I understand the whole time through, even when it's difficult or when it's really great, that that's someone that was made for me and that's someone who I'm supposed to be with. Mm -hmm. But that's also a scary way to look at it because if what if there's more than one person? You know, what if there's not one person, but mm -hmm. there's people that are almost just about there? Mm -hmm. And I was listening to this, this woman speak at a women's Christian conference a while back and she was talking about a vision that she had. She didn't get married until she was about 
33 or 34, which mm-hmm. she said in Christian years is like 85, basically, <laughs> in young Christian years now. And so she had this vision a year or two before she met her husband where God brought her to this warehouse, this furniture warehouse. Mm-hmm. And he said, pick anything you want. You can have it. I made it all. So all of it's good for you. Mm-hmm. And it was so overwhelming. And she went to him and she was like, I can't choose any of this. Like, I can't do this without you. I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. It's too many options. And he was like, you're right. I'm, you know, if you pick any of this, it's all, I made it all. It's all good for you. Mm-hmm. But if you want something that's custom made that I can make perfectly for you, it's just going to take some time. Wow. And so she just like broke down in that moment and pulled back everything she was trying to do. And she was like, I can pick anything I want. So an understanding you've got all the options in the world. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. men will always be there. And then for mm-hmm. guys listening to this woman will always be there. But if you want something that's custom made, it's just going to take some time and it's going to take you know, powering through the moments when everyone's asking, why aren't you dating yet? It's going to take a lot of painful moments, but to have something that's custom made is something she waited for. Mm -hmm. And then to hear her at the end of the story, you know, of course, everything lines up, but in a way that's really bizarre Mm -hmm. Um, and understanding. And now that's kind of how I look at men, not in a demeaning way, Mm -hmm. but I look at them as furniture. And so there's all these, it's this huge warehouse where I can have anything I want, but it's not going to be good enough until he's able to make it for me. And so that's the way that I view it. I don't know how to talk from somebody that's in a healthy Mm long-term relationship where they've been married for a long time, but speaking as a single person and just looking Mm -hmm. out, that's kind of the best that I can give is just kind of looking at it. And maybe it's not furniture for you. Maybe you're not crazy about that. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's the way that I look at it and just waiting for something that's custom made. Mm -hmm. I remember I was, mm, oh gosh, it seems like it was so long ago. I think I was about 25 years old and um, I remember at that time when my husband-to-be had proposed, not proposed, I'm sorry, um, went to my father and asked for mm-hmm. my hand in marriage. And my father, who's now deceased now, who was just absolutely the most phenomenal man I have ever known in my life, was just, I mean, my epitome of what a man mm-hmm. and a gentleman um, should be. And so you have this this really high standard of, mm-hmm. of what you expect in a man. And so um, my father said no. And now looking back, I mean, it's not funny, but it's just, it's like, you know, when you're 25, you're like, did he just say no? And I can remember my husband to be at that time I think it shocked him so he he just started walking back down the hall I think he was just I don't know he was just either shock or whatever and I remember my mother saying to him oh he didn't he didn't mean that he didn't mean that and then once again I think you know my mom trying to do the what she thought was the cordial thing to do and just kind of ease the tensions there and I remember my father who was not a man of many words and he said I know exactly what I'm saying he said son I didn't say that to hurt your feelings I'm saying it because I know my daughter and he did not turn back around to ask my father why I turned back around and and came back to the room and sat down at the end of the bed. And and I said to my dad, I said, can you tell me why? And he said, he's not strong enough for you. And at the time when you're young, you think you kind of understand, but you don't really have the maturity to understand. And I remember saying something like, I'm 25 years old. I'm getting old now. You know, all of my friends are getting married and dad, you just, you just don't understand. Uh, I, you know, 
you know, I'm in medical school now and you know, this is just a great opportunity. And I think it goes right back to what you said about the furniture mm -hmm. and the warehouse. Mm -hmm. And he said to me then, he said, marriage is not for everyone. Mm -hmm. And I said, all I want is to be able to have a family just like everybody else. And he said, you can't have everything. But when I was young, I didn't understand that. But now I understand that. I thank God that everything turned out beautifully. I have a wonderful son because of it. So my, my father and I were both right and yet wrong at the same time. Mm -hmm. But the one thing I appreciated most about him was that he allowed me to be able to make my choices and to be able to live with the repercussion of my choices, but always knowing that I had you know their support. Mm -hmm. So the things that I've learned about love through this journey is that it takes very, very special people and very special relationships to make things work. And those are very, very rare. Mm -hmm. um, marriage is hard. And I wish that during my lifetime that parents and grandparents would sit you down and really talk about the core of what marriage really is, everything from the physical part of the relationship to the emotional, to the spiritual. But I guess growing up back then, you know, parents didn't talk to us the way that we talk to you guys now. Mm -hmm. So I tell everybody, I said, marriage is one of the hardest jobs you will ever have, much more so than going to school or, or going to a job because at the end of your job, you get to tap out and you get to go home and rest your mind. In marriage, relationships and families, you don't get a chance to tap out. And it's similar with furniture, I think, too, not to pull it back to this, but it's funny because when I see something I like, I just want to get it right then. And I just want to buy it because I'm like, I know I like it. I'm crazy about it. I want it right now. But what's interesting is that sometimes, especially now that I'm spending my own money on it, mm -hmm. I'll be like, well, let me go home and let me think about it. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm still thinking about it next week, right. I'll be back in again. But, yeah, definitely. I'm right. sitting pictures. I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah. I'm like, now you're getting a little bit deeper now. And I think it's similar with relationships mm -hmm. and just understanding mm -hmm. you don't need to get the flashiest mm -hmm. thing that looks right. the best and the nicest that you want right away. And it's just about evaluating and thinking about it, but also realizing I can't make those decisions on my own. And so I asked my parents and I asked my friends, you know what I mean? And I don't think I need to make the decision on my life partner by myself. I don't think I have to do that alone. Um, and so I feel really confident in that. So that whenever he's around, I'm going to have to bring him through a lot. He's going to have to go through a lot of layers, which we know, but I'm going to feel very confident when I'm walking down the aisle to him because he'll have made it through all of them. Yeah, because okay. marriage is very important. That's why I say that communication is extremely important and that you're both on the same page mm -hmm. in a relationship when you get, once you get married. Now, of course, your dating life or dating situation may be a whole lot different after you all are married. So you definitely want to keep the communication going on. You want to keep the honesty going on. You want to marry your best friend if you can. So you want to take the time to get to know this person as much as you can. But in truth, I think that you never really know a person. You, you grow together. You're there to uplift him and he's there to uplift you, to help you grow into the person that you're supposed to grow into and vice versa, same. You're there to help him grow into the person that he's supposed to be and then you're growing together hopefully as one in relationships as the good the bad and the ugly and Angela was saying something about um, people just walking away from relationships well it depends on the type of relationship that you're in and that you're walking away from mm -hmm. and let's say it's a, a lady that's in a relationship that's being battered 
well, it's not emotionally or physically. It's not always easy to just walk away. Sometimes you have to take a step back and make sure that you're focused. You have to try to focus on you 100%, which is very hard. You focus on yourself, you focus on your happiness, and you just pray and, and, and ask God for strength to help you through your journey. And people look at uh, uh, women in situations that are in battered situations, and it's not always the poor. You know, people look at, look at it as class. Oh, it's always the poor. No, there are a lot of people in very wealthy situations that are going through similar similar things, but you don't know that because you, you're looking from the outside. So I would say if you're in a relationship, just focus on you. Try to love yourself. It's hard to say, oh, uh, oh, it's easy for me to say, okay, love yourself. But what you have to do is get up every morning, look in the mirror and say, I love myself. I love you. I love you. And I mean, you have to do that every single day. I mean, I have to do the same thing. It took me a long time to get to the point where I, I can honestly say I love myself because there were years where I did not love myself, but I wanted to love me. And once you get to that point where you love yourself, no matter what someone says about you, because not everyone is going to think that you're beautiful or you're fine, or you're this and you're that. People have their own opinions just like we have our opinions. So if you can look in the mirror every single morning and say, I am fearless, I am beneath no one, I am in a criticism, I love myself, I love myself every single day, then you're on a journey and no one can bring you down. No matter what type of relationship you're in, good, bad, or ugly. And yes, Angela, you're correct. You work toward, you have to work in a marriage. It's a job. But if you're working together, if you're communicating, when you go to bed at night, never, ever go to bed angry. Get counseling before you go into the marriage. And those are some excellent points. Mm -hmm. Those are some excellent points. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the other things I think about sometimes is, you know, how when you, when you go to way, go away to camp or you go to college yes. and that first college party that you're going to, you go through days of planning what you're going to wear, mm -hmm. what you're going to do with your hair, what shoes you're going to wear. And you know, the interesting thing is sometimes we don't take that same amount of time mm -hmm. in selecting relationships, you know, right. just because it's that first person at that party that gives you some attention, that does not mean that that's necessarily the person you're supposed to end up with. Mm -hmm. It is so important to incorporate other aspects. Sometimes it may be a friend of yours that may see something in that person that you may not see, mm -hmm. but you've got to know who you are. You've got to love yourself. Mm -hmm. You have got to have a threshold of what you will put up with, what you won't put up with you first have to be honest with yourself. If you start off in a relationship with a man uh, and you say, oh, this doesn't really matter to me. I can look past this. I can look past that. Sometimes it's not the big things. It'll be those little things. And then you'll, you'll go down the road in this relationship and say, you know, I, I just don't understand where it went wrong. Well, because you started off that way. So don't start off a way that you don't expect it to end up yeah I think we all have to be willing to accept 
our faults, our flaws, our criticisms, our good points, our bad points. And keeping in mind, audience, that all of this is just our opinions. Um, We are not, you know, the the sole source of, you know, love in 2021, but we're just giving you some aspects of things that we've gone through. So imposing a lot of these examples, we just want to ask that moving forward in 2021, that love for 2021 makes sure that it's bigger, that it's better, that it's loving, and that it's moving you ever forward into greatness. So until next time, we will see you on the other episode side. (laughs) So thank you for tuning in and we invite you again to listen in for our next episode. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Feel free to reach out by Instagram. That's A-R-W-I-S-P-I-T. That's A-R-W-I-S-P-I-T. Or feel free to reach out by email. And that is wispitowl at gmail.com. Please let me know what you would like to hear. I welcome your thoughts. Thank you.